0: Part 3 in Programme 1, the first of two programmes. And I'm speaking to John O'Brien, who's originally from Kaleidi in Ballonhasik. John retired from Garda Síochána back in 2006 with the rank of Detective Chief Superintendent. His new book, which is his third, is entitled The Troubles Come South, Murder and Mayhem, which deals with his personal stories and views, the impact of the Northern Troubles on the Republic and indeed their legacy. As John was the man who led Operation Lifesaver back in 1997, we've been discussing road safety in some detail.
1: Outside a storm was blowing And the rain was sweeping down But she'd set her mind on going To visit out of town Give my love to your mom and dad, I said As I kissed her at the door And the words came automatically Like a thousand times before Drive safety, darling There's a long, long road Mind how you go, life safely, darling Mind how you go, drive safely, darling It was kind of fun without her, just being on my own But as usual by the evening, I was wishing she was home And I thought to myself, when she gets back, I'll show her how I care And on that godforsaken night, I said, me, a little prayer Drive safely, darling,
2: there's a long, long road
1: ahead And the weatherman says the freezing rain may turn to snow Mind how you go, drive safely, darling Mind how you go, drive safely, darling. Well, I waited and I worried As the long night dragged on by And I thought my prayers were answered When a car drew up outside But a stranger stood there by the door and I knew it at a glance He
2: said There's been an accident She didn't have a chance Drive safely,
1: darling That was our last goodbye Till the day I die I wonder why I let her go In the rain and the snow Darling, I miss her soon, life safety, darling
0: One good thing about it, though, John, is attitudes have changed, maybe not as fast as we would like. But for instance, you may remember conversations, maybe people say, I can't remember driving home last night. I was so drunk. Everybody would go, ha, 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 ha. But nowadays, if somebody was to say that, there would be a much different reaction,
2: thankfully. Would you agree? Yeah, no, that, that's very that's very true. And just recently, the menstruating think, has announced that they will they will have a very good uh, detection capability in relation to drug driving as well. And that's a very positive part of the new measures. I am not convinced by the the speed limit uh, changes at all. Uh, But I think on the positive side, and we would be very positively in favor of the enhanced drug detection uh, technology, because clearly we now know for other reasons that the drug epidemic is widespread in every town. Uh, town and village and city in the country and it is obviously an impairment to one's driving and and that's a very positive move but we just need to be a little bit smarter in relation to applying our best resources to uh to uh to, to the problem of road safety
0: yeah because we tend to blame young people and okay young people are guilty of speed but you also have you still have a problem with uh drinking and driving and now drug driving as well as you mentioned just a few seconds ago
2: that's correct, John. Yeah. Big, big, big problem in that area. And it's statistically provable. You know, I've tried very hard in the book, but also in my operational life is to be fact-based. Try and get the facts. And when you've got the facts, understand them. And then when you've got that, you maybe have an opinion then. But the operational plan could always be factually based, not on... Sometimes, John, I despair when I hear press releases from various uh, various uh, sources and it's almost like policy by press release. You know, it doesn't have a substantive uh, a, a substantive statistical base. And that's a pity because we have demonstrated that we have been one over the last 15 years. We have been one of the safest countries in Europe, if not in the world, to drive a motor car or to be a pedestrian or wherever. But of course, we can't afford to lose anybody under any circumstances.
0: Yeah. And uh, one of the issues they're looking at now is, and in fact, they're doing it, is educating young people, starting in primary school. And lots of people are concerned that despite the fact that young people are losing their lives on the road, they're speeding, and yet their age groups don't seem to be taking much attention to all of
2: this. That's where, from from an enforcement point of view, John, where deterrence is so very important, because I think we all understand this. Now, everybody hates the referee. But the bottom line is is that if I have an expectation that if I'm doing something stupid on the roads or elsewhere that I'm going to be caught, if I have an expectation rather than uh, th- there is a probability that I'm going to get caught, then that I will modify my behaviour. It is very simple. That's what we proved from ninety seven on. Is the the what well, we did it? Hopefully, in a sensitive way, we didn't beat people over the head with shooting fish in a barrel. But you, everybody, slowly but surely, the mindset changed. And I was asked this question many times, and it said, "We're trying to get the mindset to change that if I'm sitting behind a wheel or if I'm doing anything else on the in the public space, that if I misbehave, that there is a high probability of being caught, and that is the deterrent effect of enforcement and obviously appropriate penalties." I don't agree. There are penalty points for I think maybe nearly three hundred offences now. Yeah. Of that, there are only about ten offences that are absolutely lined directly with road safety, uh, with the road deaths or injuries. And really, penalty points was used as a kind of a, allegedly as a simple way of enforcing other aspects of of, of the of the highway code. In my view, that should never have happened. Maybe it should have been monetary penalties or caution. One should be concentrating on the ones that cause the road deaths and injuries when it's penalty points.
0: And is it right, do you think, to concentrate on bank holidays? A lot of collisions are happening and debts are happening on our roads during bank holidays.
2: Yes, of course. And there's greater movement of people and the holiday event as uh, and stuff and so on, maybe more when we move into the uh, to the to the warmer part of the year than 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 now. And it is good to do that. But in essence and because it, it reinforces the awareness that should be there already, in my view. But it is of limited efficacy or efficiency unless you can demonstrate when you're doing it that you're visibly out actually doing it. And that's code for saying I wasn't always happy in my case, in the guards that when we announced, when we announced campaigns that we were actually delivering on the visibility aspect of it. Yeah. Right. So if you if you have a campaign, it's a very good idea, but you must absolutely do it so. Do the Cork to Dublin uh, test? How many guards do I see on the road during this campaign? Or do it on the country roads from, from Cork to Bandon, uh, from Bandon to Dunbar to, to and so on and so on. Like if you're doing a campaign, it must have an obvious reality. And I know there are tremendous pressures on the guards now in terms of uniform visibility. And I've spoken about that in other forums.
0: Just one final question, and we'll deal with this again in next week's programme in more detail. The absence of applications for senior posts in the Gardaí, particularly at the Phoenix Park and headquarters, is that because they're looking at it as accepting a poison chalice at the moment?
2: Two things is is when people have reached a senior position is apart from having a very rewarding job, they also retire on a, on a pension and gradually commensurate with that. Since 2014, in line with what has happened in the civil service, if your pension pot reaches a particular level, the your, gratu- your gratuity, the lump sum, as we would have called it, is taxed, and that's a huge, huge problem. And it exacerbated by one simple thing: is in the civil service, you can serve uh, subject to correction up to your mid-sixties. In the guards, they have to go at sixty years of age, uh, so that is seen as very unfair. Plus the fact that there is no doubt that at uh, the very senior part of the organization, there is a, a there is now an awareness, if not a vocalizing of it, that things are not right in the guards. And the direction of travel in terms of the policies that have been pursued and operating models and rosters and so on are clearly wrong and not appropriate to where we should be uh, where they should be going. So I mean, in my day, John and I worked in Gardhead Porters, if there was an announcement of uh, vacancies for Deputy Commissioner, you would get killed in the rush going hey. across the main square. Yes, uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> no. This is un- this is unprecedented, but for the people who run the show, who is the minister on government, you must take very careful note of what's happening at that level, and you must take careful note of what's happening on the recruitment and retention. Don't try to persuade us by press release that everything is fine. That is not the case.
0: Yeah, because you could have a situation very shortly where all the top positions are filled by officers from outside the state.
2: Indeed, John. And in my book I there's a chapter which I call Diluting the Blue. I mean the, the, the and I'm referring particularly to that phenomenon. Since twenty fourteen, John, there's been a policy either implied or expressed, which is you'll all be aware of the, the acronym ABU, which used to be anything but united, yeah <laughs> in the old days with your valid soccer. But since 2014, in relation to the Guards' commanders' uh, management level, it has been ABG. Anyone but Guard. That has been the, either the implicit or the expressed intention that people who have served in the Guards over many years do not get the recognition at the very top of the organisation, and that applies to all of the organisations that oversee the Guards, the policing authority, yeah, they, to GSOC, they, to the Guard Inspectorate. There is nobody in there with any practical policing of this state at, at those levels. And I think that's a huge, big issue. I deal with it in the book. I call it diluting the blue.
0: All right. We'll talk about all of that in more detail and safety on our streets next week. John, as always, it's been a pleasure.
2: John, thank you very, very much. Thank you indeed. appreciate that. The Troubles Come
0: South, Murder and Mayhem, is available from Bandon Books at the Riverside Shopping Centre in Bandon, or nationally from ie. our phone 01-2548-442. And that's our lot on the program this evening. John rejoins us next week at the very same time. In the meantime, for myself, John Green, have a great Sunday and a wonderful week.